Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 466 of the Drunk Disaster Podcast. As always, I'm Tyler. And joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What is up, buddy? Oh, man. Games. This week, lots of games in terms of information, yeah. also in terms of gameplay itself. I managed to play two games this past week. And on top of that, I've been knee-deep inside of Halo mm-hmm. Infinite. Pretty good game so far. I'll go into a little bit more detail once we've been going through the what's we've been playing and stuff. But on the other side, you know, it's like I'm doing pretty well. Work was pretty much work, you know, just hard. It can be hard at times, but at the same time, got to take things one day at a time and just get things going the right way. But uh, other than that, though, yeah, not too much. It's getting closer to the holiday season, so it's like gift ideas, this and that, you know, try to do those little things. But Tyler, how have you been doing? Doing all right, buddy. A little tired. You know, we are at the uh, time of the year now. You know, it's it's winter, so uh, we I am very tired. But um, could be worse. Could be worse. I uh, yeah. Sorry, I was fixing my audio there real fast. But uh, other than that, I'm doing okay. Um, clanging and banging as always. Getting through, like you said, day by day. Uh, had to work today, so a little a little tired today. Drink a little bit of coffee before we start recording. So hopefully that kicks in here as soon as you have to kick in. Uh, which is not great, but uh, hopefully it kicks in soon. It's going to kick in after we get done recording, and I'm about to go to bed. And that's what's going to happen. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, you know, it's hard to complain, you know. Uh, living life, paying bills, you know. Uh, Louie's doing good, knock on wood. He's sleeping in the room right now. I got him a, one of those advent calendars of rawhide bones, and he's just okay. loving it. He's so happy. Oh, I bet oh, he is. He's fucking a pig and shit. Um <laughs> Only they made those for humans. I guess we have like the avid calendars of beer, so I guess they do make those for humans. Um, yeah, so other than that, though, I'm doing okay. Uh, but Gables, we are not here to talk about Christmas or work or avid calendars for dogs. Even though I could, I could probably do a whole hour about about. I'm sure you and I, we could just do a separate <laughs> podcast about our dogs. Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, we probably have collectively over the uh, eight and a half years of doing this podcast, but. We are here to talk about some video games, Gables, and I want to talk about them. Um, so we have we had the Game Awards. We've been talking about it a lot over the last uh, couple right. weeks. Surprisingly, not a lot of leaks, not a lot of rumors uh, really going into it. Um, one thing leaked earlier in the day, which we'll get to, uh, but it wasn't. It didn't. It didn't leak that I was going to be at the Game Awards. It just leaked, and then it just happened to be at the Game Awards. Um, so I, I, I thanks to Fanbyte.com here. They actually. I love this. They did the th- they didn't do the thing that everybody else does, where they just do like you know, there's 20 announcements, so they just make a different article for each announcement. They just put right, everything in right. one article. Gables, all the winners, all the announcements, oh, wow. all in one article. Speaking of being a pig and shit, I'm also a pig and shit. This makes me so happy when I saw this. I'm like, oh, thank you, thank you. Who wrote this article? Imran Khan. Oh, I love you. I'm a big, big oh, I'm course. a big fan of him. Actually, I didn't realize it was him that wrote the article. <laughs> so that makes me even happier. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so we're gonna go to some of the some awards. So there was a pre-show. It was about three hours long. Uh, I guess. Do we want to talk about overall thoughts on actually the game awards, or do we want to talk about um, the announcements and the winners, and at the end to talk about overall thoughts? All right. Let's go forth and this. Uh, let's just go and talk about a little bit of stuff. In regards to what was covered inside of the show before, like, actual award stuff in general. Okay. All 
right. Uh, so starting off here, we had. Um, I'm just gonna run through everything we got here. So Google Play is coming to Android games um, to PC. I don't know what that means. Uh, Metal Hellslinger Gods of Metal is a rhythm shooter. Um, that's that got announced. Uh, some of these, honestly, I don't even remember. Uh, after multiple years, uh, the the Zelda like tu- uh, fox game. So you play as a fox, but you wear a, uh, a tunic. Yes. Uh, it's called Tunic. Uh, it's coming on March 16th. There was actually a demo for that. Um, I think around E3 on Xbox, I played it. It was yes. It's pretty good. It's like a really well made like Zelda, like old school Zelda game, but kind of got some Souls-like elements to it. Um, but we finally got a date for that, March 16th. Uh, Persona 4 Arena Ultimax, uh, which was originally a PS3 and 360 game, is coming to PS4 and Switch and PC on March 17th. It's uh, weird. Uh, it's not coming to the new consoles. But um, Annapurna revealed uh, Thirsty Suitors. Uh, it's a new game from... Oh, it's a Falcon Age people. I didn't realize that. Uh, it is a dating uh, slash family uh, game uh, that's like kind of got like... A, like I believe they're like Indian or something, uh, like from India, okay. um, and so look kind of interesting. Like you fight your exes, it looks like there, uh, but it's like a, a dating sim at the same time. It looks like um, Homeworld Three is coming uh, holiday next year. Uh, GTFO, which is the people that made um, the Payday games, that's been in early, so it was announced two years ago at the Game Awards that it was right. early access and. Uh, they announced at the Game Awards that it's no longer in early access. So it's now 1.0 uh, as of Thursday. So uh, Steel Rising, which is an alternate history game about the French Revolution, uh, got, a new, got a trailer, but it's like it's got robots in it, so hence the uh, um, alternate history part. Um, Tachia, I think is how you say it. That's coming spring 2022. That's that cutie game, but it looks like it's also like a, just a ripoff of Breath of the Wild. Um, I don't know if you remember that one. Like you're sailing in the water. It looks like it's Wind Waker, but like with like Breath of the Wild mechanics. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Um, Babylon's Fall uh, is coming March 3rd, uh, but it will require a constant internet con- uh, connection. That's that um, Platinum game that everybody pl- played the demo and hated it. Um, and it looks like it's being made by the right. Platinum uh, D team. Um, uh, the One of the big things that started off the show was Helena... Hell no, Jesus Christ! Hellblade: Senua's Saga. I got too much shit in my brain right now. Uh, the the coffee is kicking in. Uh, got it. Uh, we got a six minute uh, gameplay trailer for that, which is the first time we've seen gameplay uh, since it was announced at Game Awards 2018. Um, not a fuck clue what's happening. Was that actual gameplay though? I, I think it was. Yes, in some parts. Uh, playing Hellblade Hellblade One. It's very cinematic. Uh, but it, right. it does a good job of not breaking cinematics while playing the game. Uh, there's not, there's no HUD either in the game, so it's hard to tell in that game. Because uh, normally you like, oh, this is gameplay. But like, mm, it's not. This one a little more difficult. Obviously, I'm a huge fan, so you can take that with a grain of salt. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, right. if you want to stop here and talk about that, I don't. Gables, I don't. What the fuck was happening in that thing? We're killing a giant man, baby Titan, giant thing. It felt disjointed, honestly. But, I uh, <laughs> I I watched like four times. I'm all in on this goddamn thing, but I have no idea what well, yeah, the motivation yeah. in this game is because um, the first one was about trying to bring your dead husband back to life. Uh, and now I don't know what the fuck this game is now, but um, now I guess we're killing titans or something. But that was fucking wild. 
Um, Player Unknown's Battleground is going free to play uh, in January. Uh, so that's a yeah. thing. Uh, it's one of those things I don't want to sit there and say like I didn't know anybody cared about the game because I'm sure that game is probably one of like the 15 biggest games in gaming, um, and we just don't hear about it because it's just got its own pocket of fans. Uh, it's been buried by everything else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's so many pockets in gaming nowadays. Who knows what's popular anymore or not? Uh, Iron Galaxy and Epic Games uh, introduced Rumbleverse as a melee. Uh, battle royale game uh it's in you can buy early access that's on like ps5 and pc and stuff like that um so there is like people have been posting some i haven't watched the gameplay yet on it because all they had was a cg trailer um but i think it's like 40 player uh combat but it's like so like you're wrestling but like open world battle royale so yeah I i mean this is one of those ones i'm like i think gables and I would be interested, but I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not the biggest well, it, battle royale. It now. didn't help matters that we didn't see what the gameplay actually yeah. would look like in general in that regards. It was more or less like a proof of concept and stuff, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's hard to be excited about something when you don't actually go and see what the gameplay hook is yeah. other than it's a battle royale. Yeah. And it's, it's weird because like the game is out in early access now, but they didn't show right. any gameplay. Like normally when we see CG trailers, yeah, it's because weird. it's a ways off, or like it's not coming. Like you know, when I, it's not out, you know, it's like why are we seeing this? I don't know. It's very weird. Uh, I do want to check it out, but it's like I'm not paying twenty dollars for early access game. But I at least want to look at gameplay and then maybe check it out once it comes out if it's free. Uh, I don't see myself putting money into this thing though. Uh, Destiny Two: The Witch Queen got a tra- trailer, um, a live action trailer, um, and that's coming out in what February. It comes out February twenty second. Okay. Yeah, so got some more of that. I mean, did that do anything for you? I know it didn't have any, like, any real gameplay or anything though. Well, to be perfectly honest with you, it's like it really wasn't anything too much different than what's already been covered. The only thing is, but this one is just a cinematic trailer. It's like, oh, okay, this is like a account of what's going on, and apparently, it's like the first main mission of that expansion. Yeah. But uh, I, yeah, it's another expansion that's coming out and stuff like that. I currently have no desire to play Destiny 2. Yeah, until but, then. Uh, yeah. Possibly next year. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly next year. <laughs> yeah. Like, so in like two weeks. It's cra- crazy oh, to think God. that like, was a couple weeks away. Uh, so this was an interesting one. Warhammer Space Marines 2 was announced. Uh, that was a decade after the original came out. I don't know if you remember that one, but that was like oddly like yes. one of those like uh, cult classic like like a really great seven when that like seven out of ten when that game came out like i remember playing it and i i, I, I game flighted i think so i didn't have a lot of time to play it or no i, re- I don't remember how i played it but i rented it or something so i i played a decent chunk of it and it was like it's like a pretty well-made like gears of war style game i don't know anything about warhammer i don't give a shit about warhammer uh but i'm like this game is pretty good and competent actually but yeah people were pretty pumped no, about the this thing one. i remember most about the thing I remember most about that game in general is because it was on PlayStation 3, it was one of the free games in that oh, regards, okay. downloading that and playing that. You know, it was fairly competent, but was what ended up having me delete that game is because it felt like every few moments, like, no, every few minutes, I kept hearing the same sound bites, or the same different sound bites, or the same phrase, like, why, Spice Marines, Spice Marines. Like, just... That turned me off quite a bit you know that's exactly what i remember every time i think back of that warhammer game on the playstation 3 that's exactly what happens and so it's like 
I have that preconceived notion with in regards to that. On top of, I have no interest in Warhammer in general, so it's like, yeah, none of the announcements from the show really hit home. Yeah, with that. Yeah. Uh, next up, though, we had Dying Light Two. We got a cinematic trailer for that game. That game's coming out in February. It was originally supposed to come out this week, but uh, it was actually supposed to come out the same day Halo got uh, came out. But uh, they, yeah. then they, Halo got a release date, and then all of a sudden it got delayed two months. So probably not the worst choice in the world. But, uh, <laughs> I feel like that's one of those games where like we didn't hit, we didn't hear about it for like three years, and everybody thought it was canceled. And then this year we've seen it like twenty times. Um, right. So, yeah. Uh, and then oh, Final Fantasy Seven remake. Uh, it's coming to PC uh, with uh, Epic Game Store on December 16th, and it's coming out, and it's going to include the the, uh, the Intergrade, which is the uh, it's the full thing. It's so it's uh, got the Intermission, which is the expansion, um, it's DLC, whatever. It's like a three four hour thing, and then also the full Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, that's been pretty much known since Epic leaked it themselves, uh, like last spring. Right. So we knew it was coming. We just knew, but it was only a matter of time. Uh, so that so that finally got a release date for that. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. We got a little more details. That's the expansion for the Monster Hunter Rise game. That game's also coming to PC next month as well. So uh, I think that was man, that's going I thought next that, June. I think I thought that trailer, dude. I thought that trailer was just really weird. Only because for one, it was only like a minute, and two, it's like Sunbreak. It was like a little bit of story elements that was teased, but other than that, it was just a reaffirm like reconfirmation that yeah this is the date that's going to be coming for the releasing and i'm like jesus christ that's way yeah. too far out to put out like a little slab of a minute so next up we had crossfire x uh which is the remedy uh, which is remedy is making this single player game it's based off of like a really popular game in china um so yeah, that's that's coming it's coming february 10th to xbox only um i the last thing we heard like this game was announced over a year ago a year and a half ago um yeah. and it was supposed to come out in 2021 then just we heard nothing until game awards uh and then yep, some stuff came out that much. this game has been in like development hell for a long time uh so i don't i it just feels like it looks like a generic shooter game uh military shooter game but the only thing i think that's got people interested is the fact that remedy is making it um so that's yeah. a game i'm definitely interested in, in playing because i love remedy but I'm not, I don't know if it's coming to Game Pass or not. They haven't, no one's, I, I tried looking it up and no one really knows. Uh, like, there's no price yet or anything like that. So I'm curious, like, oh, this is going to be a wait and see. Unless it's like Game Pass or like 10, 20 bucks, I'm going to be waiting and see on that one. Uh, I don't know if that, I don't know if that did anything for you, though, Gables. No, honestly, it didn't because it didn't really, like, uh, impress me with what it had to offer. I mean, the first reveal trailer kind of left me with that kind of impression to begin with, but with, it's game rewards, like trailer. Yeah, it didn't really confirm anything else more so than I didn't already know. So unless it has a big old interesting hook about it, then no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm pausing again. God damn, fucking having all kinds of issues today. I'm gonna call you right back, Gables. Okay. Alright, sorry, All right. I don't know. I keep getting poor connection, so. Okay, I just got. God damn it, now I gotta fix OBS again. Alright, there it is. 
All right. Let's try that again. Three, two, one, go. All right. Sorry, people. We're, I'm, I'm having all kinds of Skype issues tonight, so hopefully it does not continue. Um, but uh, next up, Nightingale uh, is a like fantasy Victorian game. Uh, the one of the former heads of Bioware is actually making this. It's like that, like steampunk uh, Victorian era game. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. This I, I this one did nothing for me. I don't. What about you, Gables? It's the same thing with me. I mean, it's I believe that's the game that uh, has a, a survival sort of like crafting sort of game. Yeah, I believe that's yeah. Cards. Yep. Yeah, you know what? I can't really get into those type of games, you know, because it's like if it's management of resources and everything else, I to be perfectly honest with you, man, it's like I don't really have too much interest in playing those type of games because it goes through a specific amount like of uh resources that you got to go through and gather it goes through that then goes through like another type of progression stuff that you got to keep an eye on and stuff i think that's a little bit too much for me to actually go forth and balance in that regards but uh yeah those type of games don't really ring well with me right now <laughs> no no sorry god ah sorry people i am having all types of issues today with my fucking pc whether not, well, oh my god, I, people watching this right now on YouTube, I apologize. Um, <laughs> like I'm trying oh, yeah, to fix it on YouTube. Yeah. yeah, I'm like try as I'm fixing it, it's like going nuts as well. I'm not even gonna pause it this time because I want yeah, people I... to see what the hell I'm going through every 20 minutes or every 20 seconds. I, I as I fix it, it screws up again. So, all right, here we go. I oh, not, I, that's good enough. All right, uh, moving on here. Um, All right. Uh, Among Us is coming to VR. It's coming to PSVR and Quest 2 and then Steam as well. So it's kind of, I mean, it seems, seems like it could be a cool thing, but I mean, uh, if it's, I'm almost tempted to like, that'd be one of those games I might like pull out my PSVR to check out because that, that could be cool um, depending on how it goes. I don't know, but that didn't, I mean, oh, I, yeah, I, I know you're not a big Among Us guys, but. Well, that's the thing, though. It's like I'm not really big Among Us fan, but at the same time, I think it's going to be an interesting experience because uh, from what it seemed like to me, if it's an online multiplayer sort of aspect with you and your VR headset and stuff like that, trying to do this stuff, and all of a sudden you just have random people just doing like hand gestures and all this other stuff of shit, yeah. you know? It's it's like, hey, right over here. Like, pfft, you know, just, just execute you when you're trying to do some stupid shit. Yeah. It has potential. I could say that, but... Man, I I kind of wish I could play VR games, but man, motion sickness, dude. Yeah, that's I can't handle that. It's the only reason I don't, I don't like. That's one of the main reasons I don't play mine ever either, is because it's like it's a fucking completely hit or miss on whether or not I'm gonna get sick or not. So, um, but yeah, let's move on here. So everybody got like a r real whiplash on this one where. Um, we saw on the screen Silent Hill Gables. Everybody saw Silent Hill and lost their collective minds. Uh, the creator <laughs> of Silent Hill is making a game called Slitterhead, uh, which is based in Japan. And like, oh, yeah. there's like a lady like watering her plants, and then a, her head splits in half, uh, and now she's a monster. I don't. Oh. I, don't, I, I had to rewatch this one later because like it went like I'm like oh shit I'm like I'm not even a Silent Hill guy but I saw that I'm like oh fuck we're getting Silent Hill. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm excited just for the idea of it. I'm like, Silent Hill, like, modern day, if done well, could be badass. 
And I was like, oh, fuck, we're finally going to get it. And then I see that and I'm like, I, I just completely zoned out. I had to watch it back later. What about you, Gables? Oh, yeah. Seeing, seeing, that, seeing that trailer for like a splitter head and then afterwards like Nightingale and stuff like that. The one word went through my mind while watching both of those trailers back to back. There is so much freaking nightmare fuel out of both of those damn trailers. Especially with Splitterhead, because at first they give you that whole thing. Oh, this is by the person that helped, like, create bits of, like, uh, Silent Hill. And I thought to myself, God damn it. It's like, oh, wait, this is Silent Hill, isn't it? It's like, and I looked at it, and I see the alleyway scene and stuff where the, the guy runs into this lady, and all of a sudden her head kind of envelops into, like, a freaking parasitic monster, kind of similar to, like, uh, God, like another anime or something like that, like a couple of God, like more like five, seven years back or something, because it's it's the same type of concept to where in that show it was more or less like a alien parasite or something like that kind yeah. of like takes over a human host and stuff and like it just evolves into like uh something similar you see in that trailer, yeah. right? But it's looks like a it looks like gonna be a fairly fascinating like survival horror type of thing. I mean, there were times where I didn't understand whether or not they were going to go for like a horror theme element or just have some sort of like goofy like com comedic element as well inside there because they were both going through the kind of like a dark humor sort of thing. But uh, Splitterhead actually I thought was was fairly interesting in terms of that announcement. But I'll tell you what, man, it was kind of disappointing because I thought this damn thing was going to be Silent Hill. Yeah. Every hair on the back of my like every hair on my body was just pretty much like just. You know, it was like, it's just your hair is just standing yeah. on the end and stuff like, like oh, that. Oh, this is it. This is it's it. Like, oh, God, this is it. This is it. You're <laughs> like, no, it wasn't. And they're like, God bless it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. <sighs> yeah, that was funny. Uh, it, it's funny now. It, like, at the time, it's like, fucking really? It was funny. What's crazy is that the uh, lead composer from the original Silent Hill did a, uh, an uh, interview earlier this year saying, that he's going to announce his new game in the summer. And it's the one you've been waiting for. And that didn't happen. And then yeah. this is the game he was working on. This is and this is the one that we were all waiting for. So everybody thought that there was, oh, he's definitely making Silent Hill. No, it's not. No one was waiting for Splinter, Splinter Hell or Head, whatever the fuck it's called. I can't even say the words of that goddamn game now. No one knew what it was. We can't yeah, wait for something head. we don't know what it's called. We don't know what it is. So it's just a couple of people that made the silent yeah. hill games or a couple of the silent hill games but not more or less silent hill itself yeah yeah unless he funny. thought he was making unless he just saw sh and assumed that it meant silent hill not splinter head i don't know um <laughs> but uh moving on here uh we finally got some gameplay for suicide squad um you're like fighting you gotta kill flash apparently this one um i was really excited to see some gameplay on this one because i was like we're gonna finally figure out if this game is a live service game or what it, it's what it is and we still have some gameplay and i still don't know if this game's a live service game <laughs> i have no idea like it looks like it could be really fun and i think i'd really like this game as long as it's not live service what about you gables to be perfectly honest the gameplay of itself looked fine it looks like one of those uh it looked like the type of game where you're playing single player and stuff and it's like sort of that tag team sort of action and stuff to where it flashes to one of the four different characters that's the feel I got from looking at that recent trailer with some bit of the gameplay stuff added in. Did like the concept in regards to having the specific attacks and stuff for each individual member of the Suicide Squad and stuff. But uh, 
I do not want any type of live service game to, no. like, any type of live service features to go through in this freaking action game, you know, because that's what killed Marvel's yeah. Adventures. Yeah, if, if they were making that, like, the, the rumor has always been that, but I'm hoping that after Avengers came out, they're like, you know what, let's just make this. We'll make it multiplayer, like, friendly and able to do, but we're not going to, it's like, we're not going to make this a live service game. We'll just make this a, yeah. a co-op game with op- optional co-op, you know. But or better yet, make it more like say Guardians of the Galaxy and yeah. less like Adventures. Yeah, well, yeah like which you know, is like forget the like Guardians service. of the Galaxy is Final Fantasy VII remake light. Um, and just just copy. Yeah, that. we just we have a formula. Just do that. We don't we don't need yeah, please fool of God because I really want to play this game and I think this game could be really really cool. Um, just yeah, yeah. Just, this yeah. has the cusp of it has a cool concept. There are good character designs. You know, it's like the premise mm-hmm. is cool. I mean, hell, you have freaking Deborah Wilson from Mad TV. Like uh, fame coming on the stage inside of her character in the yep. game, going going and like scolding Keely and all that weird shit, and then like having all of that that banter and stuff. I mean, the banter seems fairly entertaining, you know, because it's like the whole thing about the Flash and all this other shit. Plus, it's revealed that Brainiac is behind all the freaking like uh, chaos that's going on inside the the major cities and stuff. And uh, yeah, but the concept's cool. The whole aspect, okay, let's go ahead, let's kill the Super Friends or some more <laughs> like the Justice League and stuff. Yeah, that's friend, that's fine. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I really, I really hope it's just straight on third, like a third uh, person action game and stuff to where it's simple to understand, nothing terrible in regards, and hopefully no live service stuff. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the key. Um, so. We'd see, but I definitely want to see more. It's coming out next year, apparently. So we'll go from there. Um, next up, they announced uh, Dune is getting a 4X RTS game uh, called Spice Wars for the PC next year. Uh, That's fairly surprising to me, only because the last time the Dune was actually out, like a Dune game and on the PC, that was God, that was a hell of a long time ago. At least it was sometime in the 90s, I want to say. Well, they said the but, movie, uh, so... Well, yeah, the movie stuff, but I'm more or less talking about the RTS style of games. Cause, yeah, uh, I, right. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Probably just some like easy, cheap way to get to get a t- movie tie-in or a video game tie-in. No, oh. so yeah, oh. probably maybe. No, yeah. oh. uh, so Telltale and Deck Nine. This was shocking. Um, they are making an Expanse uh, game. It's a prequel to the series. Um, so it was announced uh, Telltale was doing it, but then what was really shocking was the fact that Deck Nine, who just did Life of Strange Two Colors and also did Life of Strange Before the Storm, which are my two my, my two favorite uh, Life of Strange games, um, they are making, uh, they're helping co-develop that one. So I thought that was interesting. So we finally right. kind of know, oh, what the first I think that's coming next year. Uh, so we kind of have an idea of like what probably is the first um, Telltale game of the new Telltale, but. It's really weird that, um, you know, like the, what's the one I'm thinking of? The one that they've been promising and making forever. Uh, based off the comic. Walking Dead? No, the com- the base off the comic. The, the, this was to do a sequel series. Oh, fuck. It's a, there's like the pig, with the, like the detective. The Wolf Among Us. Wolf Among Us, thank you. Uh, that They're supposed to be making that one. That's like the big thing they promised. And it's just kind of weird that like what sunk Telltale was like, doing all these license based games 
Well, more so just bad management, but also doing 50 million of these license-based games. And now, I mean, you're just doing one. But uh, the nice thing, they have a new engine. Uh, they, the, everything was they showed was actual gameplay, which seems kind of cool. Expands. I watched Expanse. Watched first season. Amazing. Uh, you can go back to, I guess, the final season's starting right now. Uh, but I think that's probably why they announced it because the on Thursday the first episode of the final season came out. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's exciting to see Telltale in the world again. It's even more exciting to me personally that Deck Nine's working on this. So now I, you know, Expanse has been on my queue forever. So now I just gotta watch it. Um, but speaking of Telltale, of uh, former Telltale, so after the some of the OG Telltale employees that were let go. Uh, ways back, started their own studio. I can't remember the uh, name of the studio. It's not in here either. But they're making a Star Trek Next Generation game that's coming to PC and consoles next year. So um, pretty interesting. We're gonna, we might be seeing a bunch of these Telltale style games uh, making a comeback uh, with you know everybody branching off of their own here. So uh, I mean, I know they're not really your bad evils, but uh, I'm excited. It's just more so excited about Telltale being back, but also like. We, after Deck Nine right. and Square Enix put out Life is Strange Two Colors and just put it out as a full game, like there's still chapters, but everything came out all together. Um, right. You know, I think we are in a time where uh, that you know putting shit out, or at least if you're going to do stuff chapter based, which I don't think you should do, but at least have like a schedule and stick to the schedule, and you know, don't I, I don't even think you should do it at all, but like make sure it's close together because like we even saw. Um, I'm blanking on the name right now. People that made the original Life is uh, Strange. I can't remember the name of that studio now. Wow, it's bothering me. Um, but they they made the Tell Me Why games last year, and they put out three episodes in two weeks. And right. I played episode I played episode one that day, and I'm like, oh, this is really good. I can't wait to go back and play more of it. Never went back to it, even though it was only a week 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 in between. Just never went back to it. Um, so we I don't know. I think we should stop with that. So I'm, I'm but I'm excited anyways. Uh, moving on though, uh, Cuphead. Delicious Last Course DLC got a new trailer and a release date. Gable's June thirtieth, yes. um, in six months. So shocking! I've been predicting for years now that this would be at like the last five Xbox events and would just be called Cuphead Two, but apparently uh, it's still gonna be called uh, Delicious Last. Apparently, it's still gonna be technically DLC, even though it's uh, five years later. Uh, but um, a DLC Island. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> DLC Island. Uh, it's coming out. I mean. I know you, we both, I, I really like Cuphead. I'm just not, I'm not good at it in order to have the patience to get any better at it. I got through like halfway through the game. I know you really enjoy it though, Gables. Um, I mean, what's, yes. your, what's, what's your thoughts on jumping back in for some more Cuphead? I honestly am, I am honestly game for that, dude. I mean, looking at the various bosses that were showcased throughout that whole unveiling of that trailer. Dude, they look so fucking creative. It's so crazy the amount of effort and work that they put inside of each individual boss battles in that game. But also in regards to the dedication of the style and the whole like classic 1930s or 40s style of uh, the black and white cartoons plus animation style, how they get things going throughout. I like the performance that led up to that DLC because that was pretty cool. The whole like... Uh, Mm. trio of singers and stuff doing this whole jazzy type of 20s 30s type of vibe and stuff leading into the whole dlc island reveal you have the three characters cuphead mugman and miss chalice and stuff 
those playable characters going through to the this island, you know, this whole expanse of island, all this other shit. So quintessentially, it is sort of like a Cuphead too, which I'm fairly surprised they didn't just call a Cuphead too at this point because it's been so long since the original has came out yeah. on PC and consoles respectively. But at the same point, it's just a, it's just one of those things and stuff where it's like, okay, it's weird for what it is, but at the same time, it. It could very well just be its own standalone game, you know, even though it's called DLC Island. Yeah. I would humbly expect that to be the case, you know, to where you'd spend a good solid maybe 10 or 15, maybe even 20 bucks for this DLC and stuff and still be the same price as like the full yeah. one cup had its experience. I think the original game was like $30, $23, so yeah. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, roughly. it's very weird that, yeah. I, I think they, they'd probably be better off if they just called it Cuphead 2, sales-wise, but... It looks good. Yeah, I, I think it looks good. And we still have, assuming we have E3 next year, um, there'll be at least in our E3 before it comes out to push it some more. So, um, we had Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, we got this new uh, uh, trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog two that's coming out in April. Um, I started a Cuphead one, and I just I art Cuphead Jesus uh, Sonic the Hedgehog the movie uh, one a while back. And I just did not yep. really care for it. Gables, what about you? Well, I've never watched the movie originally, mm-hmm. but uh, I know the sequel's coming out. I know there are a bunch of Sonic fans that are absolutely losing their shit for the sequel movie, which it's it's to be expected, you know. I mean, Sonic has the one of the most largest and like more like notorious fan bases in the entire gaming landscape. But uh <sighs> When it comes to reveal that trailer, you know, it looks cool, you know. It has the whole premise of, say, like, some of the elements of Sonic the Hedgehog 3, where it's like, okay, it's Robotnik and Knuckles against Sonic and Tails, you know. But uh, the weirdest thing is, like, oh, hey, they're, like, Sonic's beating both Tails and Knuckles for the first time. I'm like, oh, okay, well, whatever, it's a movie, whatever. They still, at least they look like the part, yeah. you know, and that's some creepy anamorphic type of... Uh, thing that's going to give you a nightmare feel yeah talking about yoda episode one here was a puppet yeah yoda episode one but at the same time the other thing that was sonic related yep, that, 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 that was, was unveiled yeah. go ahead <laughs> let me just say this is like sonic frontiers so opening up with this trailer sonic's getting chased by something it looks like something like like some sort of ancient evil type of bullshit, you know, kind of like certain other themed Sonic games. The most interesting part of this whole hook, even leading up to this reveal, there were rumors that were going around that they were potentially, they meaning Sega, was going to go with a open world Sonic game. So, trailer drops at the Game Awards. We look at it, and it was... It was fairly weird seeing Sonic the Hedgehog go through and all these different areas. It looked like they were in-game engine type of things where they were there was no gameplay. No, but it looks like a bunch of set pieces from different places you would visit from the game are present inside of like the whole game engine sort of graphics in that regards. So they're highly, without saying anything, they're highly bringing home that... Uh, it's going to be a Sonic the Hedgehog game instead of an open world sort of atmosphere or gameplay environment. Which is kind of funny because when that was unveiled, I know that you and I were talking back and forth on Instagram. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ, what the fuck was that trailer? Like, well, apparently open world Sonic games and we're just going back and forth between (laughs) 
<laughs> just naming different games where it just kind of reminded us, like, for instance, it's like, uh, I made the joke of Sonic Infinite because the <laughs> whole aspect of it is like you insert random other open world games with a Sonic name and then all of a sudden it starts becoming its its own type of entity. Yeah, I think I call it Sonic <laughs> of the Colossus. Uh, Sonic of the Colossus, let's see. Sonic Horizon. Sonic, I said it's Sonic Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Sonic Zero Dawn. Yeah, it, dude, it's like the go-to now of like, I, you know, even though Breath of the Wild is the seventh best game of 2017, um, those are just facts. Um, I don't make those, I didn't make that the fact, I just put it on my list and now it is. Uh, but, um, like, it's the, be- the, the best trailers of all time. And, now it's just like everybody's got to like copy that trailer and even like make it even like on their own like Nintendo games like Pokemon uh, Arceus coming out right. next month. Just like making it to like the sound of the piano key uh, keying in when like just the way like you like look you, you go on a cliff and like you're looking off into the horizon. Um, Jill Dawn and you um you know, it's like, oh man, this is just fucking oh Breath of the Wild, and they even do it like they even have the piano kick in at one point. I'm like, like they're trying to make it sound like Breath of the Wild. It's like, <laughs> God, it's like, I like and it just came off as something completely different. Yeah, I'm just like, you know what? I hey, they're trying. It's something entirely different. I don't know. I feel like there's nothing you can do to like. As we've seen how low this franchise will go or has gone, uh, and people right. are just happy, like people like celebrate sixes, like it's a goddamn ten. Um, which I guess grading on a Sonic scale, six is a ten. If you're if you're grading grading on a curve here, um, in like post but let's be post Genesis, but let right. But let's put it out there and address the elephant in the room. The only reason why people like Sonic 06 is because the Game Grumps did a long-ass fucking yeah. recurring series of it on YouTube. Yeah. Like over 100 episodes. And they didn't even finish never... it. Well, yeah, so. they never even finished it. So yeah, They shouldn't have yeah, to. Yeah, you can thank the Grumps for that type of bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and then there's like that one on the Wii U that was garbage too. Or uh, Boom. Um, yep. So, yeah. Sonic and the Secret Rings. Then Sonic Unleashed. Sonic Boom. There's the one where you're like... Unle- it was Unleashed, the one where you're also a Scarecrow. Then there's the one where you go back in time, um, and you're like in like the okay. Nice. Let's see. I'm trying to remember here. So it's like I think you had two games around the Wii that were Sonic related. Well, actually three technically because it's like you the had Secret Rings, Sonic and the Secret Rings, and like awful. you had the Sonic and the Black Knight. Black Knight, and yeah, then that's the one I was thinking. Sonic Colors was the last Colors, one. yeah. But then there's also Unleashed, where you're the where you're like you turn into the oh, yeah, werewolf. Yeah, that's so. So there's, there's four. four. Yeah, wow, that's pathetic. Um and yeah so hey you know what good luck for them I hope it works out I'm I I don't want like I'm like we we take shots at it but it's like I don't want it to be bad I want it to be good I want people to be like I don't care about I don't give a shit about Sonic but now you see I'd be fairly interested inside of this gameplay concept of stuff if I saw more or less their vision in action I saw a lot of set pieces I saw a lot of types of environments where they are planning to go and have it like fully explorable and this and that. The thing about this game that sort of made the, un- the unveiling of it kind of weird and kind of disjointed is because it looked like a hyper-realistic sort of like thing when you have Sonic the Blue bo- Blur that's kind of contradicting to like the the overall tone of what a, 
what kind of looks like what should mm. be there. Like for example, if it was sort of if it was unveiled to where it was a fully explorable land and stuff, and it was more like a cel shaded style or more like a Sonic World sort of style, I think people would have been more receptive to that. And especially if, in terms of, it, there was gameplay shown, like what was a potential thing that you may go into in that regards. But honestly, it wasn't to the point where they felt Sega felt comfortable in showing any type of gameplay of it. But this. This definitely does have an interesting idea, concept, and potential. I do want to see what direction is going to be leading into in regards to a fully open-world Sonic game. However, there are good ways to go forth and advertise it, and then there's kind of like... And then there are not-so-good ways to go upon yeah. it. I feel like this leads a lot more questions and a lot more kind of Me Too type of reactions in regards to, oh, hey, I have an open-world game, too. Yeah. Here, this is what this is, and here's the stereotypical beach per place, and this is stereotypical forest place, and this is like... Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the best case, the best chance for Sonic uh, to succeed, really, um, is just just blatantly copy off Breath of the Wild. Uh, not a bad, not a bad start. It's like two generations ago, everybody just blatantly copied off Gears. It's like this is actually really good. This yeah. is like a really good format to copy off of. Like we were actually getting like decent like double A and like movie based tie in games because they just use that that formula. I'm like oh okay, so I mean obviously it's easy. It's, it's easier to fuck this up, but like I don't know. I them trying to be original or do anything um, on their own. It's like ah, it's not gonna work. So I like like I said, I'm not trying to take shots. I want people to be happy about this game. I want them to enjoy it. Like. I was super happy for people when Sonic Mania came out and they loved it. So I hope this comes out and people love it. That'd be great. Uh, and they have a new formula that works. Not a new formula for Sonic that works. Um, and if it works and it's awesome, fucking badass. But if not, I mean, I don't know. I don't, it, it's going to be uh, like I'll have something to laugh at on Game Grumps in a year. So it's going to be a win-win yeah, for really. me regardless. Um, but uh, moving on here. So we got Forspoken, which is the Square Enix like, parkour game where you're like... You're a woman from New York that gets sucked into this other world. I just, I seriously think that like, um, this is like a, a Chronicles of Narnia game, and just no one's told us yet. Uh, but um, coming out, we got a release date for it. It's coming out May twenty fourth. It's coming to PC and PS five. Uh, I'm actually like, I make that joke, but I'm actually kind of like really looking forward to this game. Oddly enough, which I don't, I don't know. It looks like it could be a lot of fun. And, like, I'm definitely, like, I got a renewed interest in Square Enix now after Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, and, I don't know, this, this game looks like it could be pretty good. Um, so, I don't know. I, I probably, it's going to be one of those where I, I wait for review, but I'm most definitely going to be buying this one. What about you, Kibbles? The most fascinating The most fascinating part about Forspoken is definitely the gameplay aspect of it. I really like the elements in terms of how yeah. she's able to go forth and use her powers and how she is effortlessly flowing through specific things in the landscape in order to combat against enemies, solve different puzzles in that regards. I mean, I'm more of a fan of this type of a concept because it's something unique and not really shown upon in regards to like what Square Enix generally does in some aspects, but I'm of the same mind as you. I want to see some more gameplay. I want to see some reviews and stuff. I want to see if this is going to be worth my time to play. Yeah, yeah. But I think overall, like, from where we first... Like, it was a very impressive when they first revealed it. Like, when we just got, like, a... When we just got we just got the code name for it, even. 
um, yeah. to where we are now. Like, I'm definitely way more interested than I was before. Um, next off, Monolith. Uh, the uh, they made the Mordor games. Uh, uh, they announced that they are doing a Wonder Woman game. We got like a teaser trailer for it. It just showed Wonder Woman. Um, apparently, it's going to be using the Nemesis system. Uh, uh, it's going to be a world, and uh, like the Nemesis system is going to work for bad guys and good guys. So kind of makes sense, you know. It's the Mordor people that like they created it. So well, you know, it's one of those things where everybody thought they're like after 2014, after how, how big that game was, um, everybody thought they're just going to be copying that, and no one ever did it. Uh, and now um, uh, WB owns a like has the uh, what is that? The copyright? Almost oh, trademark. They, 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 what is that? Well, they own the trademark or the copyright Trade, yeah. in regards to a game mechanic. Yeah, to the Nemesis system. They had to like redo it like 40 times to finally like make it vague enough that they own the rights to it. So now they own the rights to it. It's oh, happening. okay. But this game has been developed for a it's long sort time. It's like similar. Yeah, like Game, yeah, game Informer. It's like with Sony and some other stuff too. Yeah, yeah. sorry. But uh, yeah, Game Informer, I guess, has like uh, the next issue is going to like. They have more details on this game, but that's it's open world, and there's gonna be a, they're using them as a system. Um, I'm I'm looking, f- I'm, I'm interested in it. I I just did not like. I really liked the original Mordor game. I don't I um when it first came out, but I like I grew really tired of the Nemesis system after a while. Like it's a really cool concept, but like the more I got into it, the more I'm like I just like we were just trying to play the game, and then all of a sudden you have like 19 Nemesis show up, and they just fuck your shit up while you're trying to like just play the game. It's like. I just want to play the game. I'm trying to get to the story here. And now I fucked around so much. I've created all these nemesis. I can't beat, I can't play the game because they just all show up at the same time. So it kind of like it broke my right. game for myself. Cause I had so many nemesis out there, uh, that, uh, I couldn't play the game anymore. I don't know. Gables. What, what was your thoughts on this one? When the WB logo first popped up on there, I thought it was going to be in justice three. That's exactly what mm. I thought it was going to be with that regards. Because of them being finished with Mortal Kombat 11, NetherRealm oh. Studios and stuff, I thought, oh, okay, maybe this is the game they're going to be working on between working on the next Mortal Kombat and this and that. But then I see Monolith Studios, it's like, oh, no, okay, it's Monolith. What's going to be? And, like, Wonder Woman. That, that completely caught me off guard. Yeah. I mean, if Monolith can make a good Wonder Woman game, I mean... I'd be interested in playing that. That's a superhero I have not gone into depth in regards to playing, you know, in terms of any type of games involving her, honestly. I mean, there really isn't really has much been. other than yeah. the Injustice games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair point. But, uh, yeah, it was just an unveiled trailer. It's fairly cool. But that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's definitely, I think Wonder Woman's, obviously, well, I, I think it's easy to say is more popular than ever, and now it's kind of more in the mainstream. So, um, yeah, it makes sense to do it. Um, I'm definitely, uh, I'd be, yeah, like I said, I'd be way more interested in it. I think if it was anybody but Monolith on that one in the WB world. Um, yeah, I, I totally forgot about my prediction of injustice three being there. I think that was more of a wishful prediction because just, I just want it. Just, I just want to know what's there. I want to know what's happening because we have no idea. Like there's so many rumors going on with them and speculation, uh, what's going on with, with another uh, realm. I just want to know what's happening. That's all. Just please tell me if it's happening or not so I can stop hoping and wishing and uh, stressing about it. Um, so that, now I'm sad again that that thing happened. Uh, then next up, Alan Wake 2, Gables, is coming. Uh, Epic Games is the publisher behind it. It's coming out 2023. Alan Wake now looks like Jake Gyllenhaal. 
<laughs> yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, it's, and oh, as soon as I saw Lord. that, I'm like, they changed his look. Or he just got super realistic looking. I don't know. Uh, maybe both. I don't know. What, what, what was your what was your thoughts reactions when this was announced? Complete surprise because we've gotten we have gotten like the remaster for the original Alan Wake fairly recently. I mean, it wasn't really until the announcement of the remake, or so we were hearing maybe rumors of Alan Wake from like Remedy and stuff like that. But a full on sequel, yeah, that caught me off guard because yeah. it's like oh wow it's like it it is full on it's gonna be a now a full-on survival horror game which that concept yes. alone has me interested because yes. at the first game yes it was pretty much like an action horror theme type of game right i mean there was some survival elements from what i've watched not from what i played never played through the original okay. but at the same time it matches the kind of the theme of that game itself because a survival horror element type of Alan Wake sounds much more interesting because you were quintessentially trying to escape from things in general in the first game. So it's like... It's like one of those weird-ass type of uh, experiences that I'm kind of looking forward to when more information gets put on it. But 2023. Yeah. yeah. 2023, man. That's going to be... We're probably going to see something in regards to E3, maybe next, maybe next summer. Yeah, who knows? But uh, yeah, it's, that's fairly exciting that the sequel to Alan Wake, a game that's been out since like 2009, you know, is finally getting a sequel. Yeah, finally getting much respect in that regard. So let's hope this game is every bit as good as uh, we hope it can be. True. Yeah, I mean, like there was an Alan Wake two a long time ago. It got canceled. Uh, then Xbox owned the rights to the the, the IP uh, until I think just a couple of years ago where uh, Remedy got the rights back. I think they bought the rights or they, the Xbox gave them the rights or something. They probably have some like deal worked out on that one. But um, yeah, it's happy. It's it's awesome that they're finally getting to be able to make it again. We actually talked about this earlier this year because this was a rumor uh, back in like March or April of this year. So um, it's awesome. We you know we have some confirmation on it. Uh, definitely the fact, like you said, the fact that it's going to be survival horror has even more excited. Cause yeah, it's more of a, like the, the original Alan Wake, uh, was more of an action game than it was. I mean, there's some scary, scary elements to it, but it's more action than anything. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely excited to, uh, jump back into that world and play some more of it. I love Remedy games. So I'm right. Really excited. Now I just got to like, um, I need to, re- I need to play the, uh, I, I own the DLC for, uh, control the Alan Wake DLC. That's in control, so I just need to play that now. Um, but speaking of things that was leaked earlier this year, and then actually end up the title leaked earlier this day and the day on Thursday, um, we have the we now know that there was a rumor a while ago that we talked about uh, about Quantum Dreams, the people of Heavy Rain and Detroit Become Human are making a Star Wars game. Now the the title leaked that it's uh, Star Wars uh, uh, Eclipse. Uh, it's going to take place during uh, the. the um, during like the High Republic era, which I don't really fully understand the uh, like the timeline of all that, but I know it's like prequel era, maybe before the prequels. The High Republic era is. Yeah. Um, Star Wars nerds, please don't attack me. I don't. You know, I don't pay attention. To that. I don't go that deep into the Star Wars lore. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, cool. I guess I don't know. Like, we don't know what the game is. We don't like. 
is it going to be a quantum dream game? Is it going to be an action game? Are you going to play as a bunch of different characters? Like, I don't know. We don't know what the fuck this... We just know it's a Star Wars game, but we don't know what this game is. So, what about you, Gables? It was a pretty trailer. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good extent, man. It's like Star Wars... Star Wars is only a particular experience as I do like. This is definitely interesting. You know, it shows some tidbits of like that a whole High Republic, sort of like the whole like prequel sort of thing, even having so far as mass as like Yoda being like the high master in terms of the council in that regards. So it's uh it's definitely gonna settle on the lines of that time that time frame, but at the same point and stuff, no gameplay shown, nothing else that suggests that it's going to even remotely be close to having some form of uh, release date sometime down the line. But uh, this is just a game announcement here for Star Wars Eclipse. And, you know, other than, like, the graphics and everything else looking looking cool, the concept of it looking cool, it was just a glorified just ad, I felt like. Yeah, yeah so, wait and see. I mean, uh, that's probably it's probably years away, so we'll have to wait and see what this game's going to be or for more leaks. And then the one more thing was that the... Uh, Unreal Engine 5 demo, which was already supposed to come out on Friday, uh, was actually out now, so came out Thursday night. Um, it's only on PS5 and Xbox Series X, and I guess I was on S as well. Um, I actually checked out, I don't really care about Matrix at all, I'm not a Matrix guy, but I checked it out just out of curiosity. It's it's very pretty to look at. It's a really cool concept for what Unreal Engine 5 can be. Um, so, I don't know, I mean, that was one more thing. Gables, what was your, what was your thoughts on that one? No interest whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, I like the original Matrix. It's a great movie in that regards, but I thought that was a terrible one more thing because at that same time, it's like, yeah, it's it's cool that that experience did like a release on the systems in order for everybody to go forth and try out, but this didn't have any type of regards to being on that damn yeah. show, especially when they had like the pre-record things with like a Keanu Reeves and like the other, like, the other actress from the... Yeah, Catherine... I think her name was Catherine or something like just advertising the next Matrix movie, you know. It's like, I don't give a yeah. shit in regards to the, a lot of the movie stuff that's advertised in this game's show that's supposed to be for video games and the awards thereof. I don't give a shit about a Matrix movie that's going to cut into someone's commencement speech for Game of the Year. Yeah. So, it's like... I imagine, though, this is epic and Matrix behind it, so they probably got a pretty big check for doing this, so... Oh, yeah, so, I mean, they got probably. paid. So, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I think I'm fine with it being in there, but I was definitely like, that was your one more thing. Like, the one more thing's been pretty weak. I feel like the last few years, um, at least 20, I don't remember what 2020 was, but 2019, we had Fast and Furious Crossroads, which was just exciting that, like, I mean, it was like Vin Diesel showing up at the awards was probably, like, the biggest mainstream thing that happened at the show. Uh, but it was definitely, like, as a yeah. video game announcement, it was the weakest one because the game looked bad at the time and it. Shockingly, turned out to be very bad. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, it was definitely. It was like you said, it was a weak one more thing. But over, I'm fine with it being there. Um, but yeah, like I, I feel like pretty much any other thing that was shown could have been would have been better off. But uh, let's move on here because we are like an hour in. Let's move into some of the winners here. We can give our overall thoughts. Um, so let me just start from the bottom. I'll work my way up on some of these. We're going to skip the eSports shit. Um, most anticipated game was Elden Ring. So I think we both predicted that. Um, so no yep. real surprise there. Uh, best debut game, uh, Kena Bridge of Spirits won. 
which was my pick. Um, but I mean, to be fair, that's the only one I played of all of them. Um, and I'm not really too surprised by that one. So uh, I don't know if there's anything you want to add in that one, but that one. No. Okay. Uh, best multiplayer. It takes two. That was both of our picks. Um, and it won. And I, I feel like, you know, it beat out, you know, a lot of other games like Knockout City, Back for Blood, uh, Monster Hunter Rise, which, fuck off, that was a Switch game. That you can't. There's no that. question that It Takes Two was the best multiplayer experience throughout the year. Exactly. In my yeah, I mean, yeah, especially what they had here. Um, best sports and racing game for Forza Horizon Five. I mean, that was a one man race. I mean, I mean, yeah. No disrespect to Riders Republic, FIFA. Well, a little bit of disrespect to FIFA, but um, I get that deserved a win. Uh, best family game. It Takes Two. Um, not a family game. Gables, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm happy at one. Good for them. Not a family game. Uh, we literally suck. That was such a weird. We suck. It's the, the only game that was not Nintendo that was nominated. Yeah. It, we sucked the eyeballs of a vacuum cleaner, and we ripped Cutie the Elephant into pieces to make our daughter cry. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> why it's a family game? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, what do you what do you tell your children or something of killing a vacuum cleaner and t- and tearing apart a fucking stuffed animal to make your daughter just fucking yeah. cry? You know, it's like, oh yeah, the story, story element spoilers, but still, yeah. there was some dark shit inside of that. Yeah. It takes two, and, and just the story alone is it, like, yeah, it looks like a cute family game. It is not. It is not, nope. it, including the story. Uh, best fighting game, you called it. Get to Gear Strive. Uh, I feel like that was like when I was listening to some people do predictions. Like everybody's like clear cut, guilty gear is the winner. So, um, well, yeah, it's clear cut, guilty gear because that was the, that was pretty much one of the most substantial fighting game releases of that year for this year and stuff. There really wasn't too many new games released for the fighting game genre this year that actually more or less held a candle to what they were offering at that point in time. And it's still honestly it's still ongoing. There's still characters being announced and like released and stuff for it, but. Uh, that game's being heavily covered in regards to PlayStation and stuff for their storefronts, for whatever type of like info video for info videos and stuff like that that they unload on their official channels for characters and this and that. It's like, yeah, it's clear cut that that's the game of the year. That's like the fighting game of the year for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but um, moving on here, so best action adventure game, uh, Metroid Dread one. So. No real complaint there. I feel like, well, I mean, there was five. There's, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Resident Evil Village. I think five very deserving games. And, I mean, I can't really complain about either of those winning. And, you know, glad to see that. I think that was Nintendo's only reward of the night. So, um, it's, so yeah, I mean, Nintendo's only contribution to the night, actually. Um, but besides ads, yeah. Besides the one like sixty minute commercial or sixty second commercial at the towards the end, one for the indie, one for like twenty twenty. Actually, no, there was like the indie thing that they had going right yeah, there, they, and it's like the releases of twenty twenty one, and then like the future for twenty twenty two. Yeah, that's this. Yeah, it was, it was very yeah, those quick ads. Yeah, it was very weird. Uh, best action game, Returnal. Okay, that's yeah. Like no real complaint there. I mean, okay. one another thing of just five really deserving games, and then one won it. Uh, moving on up here to best indie game, Key and the Bridge of Spirits won again. No really complaint there. I was kind of shocked at one over like Loop Hero Inscription. Uh, not saying that those games are better. I haven't played them. I don't know, but I, those those two uh, games are just more popular. Uh, my personal pick was Death Door. Twelve Minutes was also there, but I'm not really surprised that didn't win. But uh, 
yeah, I mean, I'm, I was shocked, but I'm happy for that given one. I was actually more so surprised that that was an indie game. Yeah, well, Keenan. because it's an indie studio, it's just being published by PlayStation, so. Right. So I think that's that's where that comes in. Um, um, games for Impact, Life of Strange Colors one. I was really happy about that one. Uh, best performance, Lady D, Maggie Robinson one. Uh, no yeah, surprise. I mean, it's definitely the more exciting of the options, but I was actually rooting for Erica Mori, who plays Alex Chan from Life of Strange. I still think she was better than um, I've as I played every game that was um, in here with uh, Deathloop was in there twice, Far Cry 6, True Colors, Resident Evil Village. Um, I thought she was the best, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm not complaining. Like we talked about last week, she became, she's probably the most popular outside of uh, obviously uh Gio, God, I can't say his name. Gio, Gio, Carlo Esposito, who, you know, obviously the bad guy for Far Cry 6. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but she, I mean, she was the meme for the first half of the year. So, uh, moving on here. So, best score of music Neo Replicant version 1.22474487139. One. Um, I can't complain about it because that music is actually fantastic. The game's not good, but the right. music is phenomenal. Um, and I thought, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy was really good, but I'm like, eh, it sounds, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's licensed music. Artful Skates music is really good. Deathless music is pretty good. Cyberpunk right. 2077 really got good music, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't like that game, but I thought you know, that's a fair one. I don't know if you got anything to add on that one. I know you were, you were rooting for Guardians. Yeah, I was rooting for Guardians and stuff like that because, uh, you know, the licensed music and stuff kind of fit well with oh, yeah. the uh, whole set piece of that game and, the. Whole elements of the story modes and stuff, but uh, you know, a near replicate. No, I think about it. Yeah, it's not too surprising that the orchestral stuff and like the musical tracks of that game got high nods in that regards. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much yeah. it. Um, best art direction was Death Loop. That was a big honk for me. I think from a lot of people. Um, when you got Kina, Psychonauts two, Ratchet and Clank, and Artful Escape in there, I feel like you can argue that Kina, Psychonauts two, and Artful Escape do something that. We don't see from anybody else, um, like those have very like distinct art styles, and like Deathloop is the distinct art style, but it's the arcane art style. Um, right. So, I don't know. I like it's definitely a unique art style, but we've we've seen it before, and I feel like Kina and then Psychonauts two and Artfulscape is something we don't see from anyone else um, or haven't seen before. Uh, best narrative: Guardians of the Galaxy. Hard to complain. Um, you know, Deathloop, It Takes Two, Life is Strange, and Psychonauts 2 in there. Uh, I would personally go with It Takes Two, or not It Takes Two, uh, Life is Strange. I don't think It Takes Two story is that great, honestly. Uh, but I can see why some right. people might like it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm fine with this one. Guardians of the I don't have any complaint. I really, like I said, I don't have a complaint about really any, like any of these. Um, except for like Deathloop went in our direction. But I mean, what was your thoughts on that one? Went in? You know, I thought it was all right. You know, in terms of uh, the whole story art direction or whatever the hell and stuff like that that you know i thought the guardians of the galaxy stuff was pretty strong with that regard yeah. so it makes sense yeah it's definitely like one of the two or three best stories of the year so it, it's hard it's hard to complain about that one uh best game direction this one i didn't understand either. death loop actually i didn't understand that one um because i don't know i it didn't like it doesn't feel like i feel I like i understand the concept of yeah it. I, I i i understand <laughs> like usually the idea of like game direction is like it's very noticeable and like distinct style like when like kojima like kojima's won it god of the god of war won it 2018 like there was a very distinct style right. in the way it was shot and made um and i don't feel like 
Deathloop. I don't know. I mean, the loop stuff's kind of cool, but I don't think that's like I don't consider that part of like the the direction. I mean, I guess it is, but I don't know. It's it's a loop game. I don't know. I feel like, but when you look at like it takes two and Psychonauts two and Returnal, those have very distinct styles. I really it takes two and Psychonauts two. I thought Psychonauts two should should have won it, or it takes or it takes two. Ratchet and Clank, I didn't really didn't really think should win it, but uh, I really thought one of those two should win it. Um, like I love Deathloop. It's going to be it's going to be on my, spoiler probably going to be on my top ten. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I was kind of shocked by that one. And then finally, sp- the most shocking thing is game of the year. It takes two wins. It, uh, we got, a, we got a nice speech yeah. from Joseph Ferris at the end. Uh, really great way to end it. Uh, you, you messaged me like, holy shit, it takes two one. And I, I was, my jaw dropped when, when that one, but I, it was like a happy, like, holy shit. Like, that's awesome. So what was your thoughts? Cables when it won? Honestly, I'm happy that Joseph like uh, was able to go forth and get that game of the year type of thing for the game awards and stuff. I mean, hell, it's well deserved. That game is fairly well made and stuff. Great multiplayer experience. I really wish they would have gave him some more time for him to speak, because yeah. hearing him speak and talk and stuff felt like more like uh, more like they were trying to hush what he could potentially try to dig himself in deeper yeah. for some of the censorship. <laughs> but at the but at the same time, it's like let the dude speak. He won. His company helped win the like, game like, of the yeah. year. You know, so he deserves a lot of the praise and the recognition for that stuff. Yeah, like hell. <laughs> I thought it was really fitting. You know, him going up there. It's like yeah. When I came up here, it's like yeah. I started with the whole fucking the Oscars thing. You know, and all of a sudden you just start referencing that and just like did all the various. Oh god, and like the various stuff. It's like, no, who gives a shit about the Oscars and all this other stuff, you know? It's Yeah. I liked well, I Yeah, me yeah. too. I loved it. He's like he's definitely a unique character <laughs> that we've seen up there. Like we don't see we always see a lot of thank yous and like I'm not trying to like knock on them, but it's like we go from like a Doug Bowser who literally just looked at the dictionary, uh look or look you typed Thoris dot com and read what the definition of an action adventure game is as his speech. Yeah. You know, for accepting for Metroid Dread, where that was the most boring speech in the world. To then we got like somebody like Joseph Ferris going up there and fucking having like this very like real reaction, you know, where he's just like he's excited. He's like, Holy shit, I'm here. He's like didn't I don't think he probably thought he was gonna win. Um uh, you saw at one point where he lost and it, you know, it showed all the, the, the nominees and he lost and he, he pointed at the camera and he did a fist thing. Like, like we're not which was awesome <laughs> earlier that. in the night, and then that happened. Um, so that was pretty awesome. So yeah, I mean, he just seems like a like a, a character, like but like you know, just like he's a he's a unique figure in the gaming world. Uh, you know, I, I think exactly we need to we need to cherish this guy because um, not just that we need to showcase more in regards to like people like Joseph, and also in terms of like the developers in general for these games because that's the most yeah. that's the that's the main reason why the game awards are supposed to be here and showcase is the hard work of the people that have created the games to make these fantastic experiences for everyone to enjoy in that yeah. regard. And I felt like in the case of Joseph, you know, it's like there was there was something that he had him and his team had worked for for the past couple of years after going through the way out and stuff, and I felt like it was a big disrespect thing towards him that he didn't get that accurate amount of time stuff in order to give his speech, you know, in that regard. So it's like, you think that after all that type of stuff, you know, if you're going to go with game of the year stuff, you would think less about how much 
a company's going through and paying you to go forth with the stupid advertisement towards the end of that damn thing in regards to actually focus more upon your the people that you're supposed to be supporting to begin with, which is the game creators and the game developers. And that regards, and so I'm fairly happy that It Takes Two won the Game of the Year stuff with the Game Awards. I'm very happy for Joe's stuff like that because his team created a fantastic experience, fantastic game stuff. I hope they piggyback off of this and create something else that's crazy and it's memorable and everything else like that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fairly happy with it. Yeah, I'm extremely happy with it. I mean, we kind of cut that over into overall thoughts on the show. Um, You know, like, I'm with you on that where this event was just over three and a half hours long. Uh, If you include the pre-show, three hours for the main show, half an hour for the pre-show. And... This year was just felt like the most like egregious of like you know like people complain about you know so many ads being there not enough uh, stuff in the awards and too much on the announcements and I'm like it's it's like I've always been a defender of it like where you know the ads have to be there like they're not doing the show out of the, out of the generosity of their heart you know they're not putting all this work in and putting money into this like they got to make money they gotta get paid they got to pay the people they got to pay for the the arena they got to pay for and also they got to make some money i'm pretty sure i'm not that i doubt they're, they're not doing this for peanuts they're probably making a decent chunk of money i'm sure jeff Keeley made a good chunk of money for doing this and he it deserves it and i would rather that be the case than than have this show than not have the show at all because it's, a, it's a legitimately one of my favorite events of the year you know there's like there's e3 there's extra life there's, there's sports and then there's fucking the game awards like that. Those are like, that's in there. Like that's my, you know, that's the whole, like the holy trinity of like video game events. This this is it for me. Uh, those three. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 fine with that. You know, like I'm good with the, I'm good with, like I'm good with all that. You know, I understand like, sometimes the award like stuff like I take backseat, but this year is like the most egregious where, I really felt like that. Th- Part of the problem is that the first 40 minutes was just like banger after banger of fucking like really cool, like big announcements. Some not not always cool, but some like we had like, you know, we had like in the first like 40 minutes, we had like Hellblade. We had uh, Star Wars. uh, We had all these big, huge announcements that like in the first chunk. And then like there was a little bit of there's some law, which was always the case. You're going to have some lulls in there, you know, and then you're going to have some ads, which is fine. Commercials, whatever. And it's like, you know, it's like, that's what I look at too. It's like, yeah, there's, there's commercial breaks. That's what they're, that's what these are. Like, all right, cool. All right, here's a break. Uh, oh, there's a Fortnite ad. I'm going to let my dog out here. Um, you know, it's like, I just feel like this year was like the one that was, I don't maybe it's not, but to me, like, if I look back, maybe it's not as egregious as I think. But like this year, like, well, I've always been like, I've always had a lot of fun with them and I like, come out and I defend them usually and like point out like, yeah, like it, it, I'm not like, it's pointing out its flaws, but like, def- but still defending it overall. This year's harder to do it. We're like, and I feel like, I don't know. It's like it's weird because like after it was over, I was like, I didn't really like that too much. But I, like as I grew more time, like my feelings right. for it have gone up a little bit. Like I enjoyed it more than like looking back upon it. But it's like there was just I felt like like you were saying, Gables. There was a, it seemed like there was a lot more commercials, or maybe we can't tell what are commercials and what are ads at this point in some of these but like i feel like yeah like you said like there's a one point where the death loop won and he went up there uh to give the acceptance speech and he's like can i loop my 30 seconds to for the speech so i can keep talking and it's like that was something they talked about like they had 30 seconds for a speech it's like 
You only did. That's ridiculous. You only had five or like out of all these, there was thirty awards. Obviously, like half of them are esports and content creator related, or like about ten to twelve of them are. So I understand, like, not even like the Grammys or Oscars. None of those. Like, if if someone's won a bunch of awards, they only like there might be fifty awards, but they might only have like twenty that actually get shown on the main show. And I understand that those don't have, um, you know, they don't have fucking. They're not showing at like big announcements at these things. So that's different, and there's celebrities there, but like, you know, this is like I feel like you can do, like I think there's only four or five that actually got one up on the stage, and like they actually read off the announcement, read, read off all the uh, nominees, and gave them a chance to speech. But then you give them, you give them thirty seconds, like give them like we like the whole point of this. We talk about like and Jeff Keely talks about, and like the whole point of this is like focus on you know like celebrate the year of gaming and celebrate the future of gaming, and it's like. We did a really good job of like showing off and celebrating the future uh, to a certain extent, but we also, but we didn't do a very good job of like celebrating these developers. Like the big thing is like it kind of goes against the fate. Like everybody always talks about like Greg's Miller speech, and I'm like I'm a kind of funny fan, so take it for what you will. But like the, this is the reason why I became a kind of funny fan was because of Greg's speech in like 2015, where he, he did this whole thing about like like his whole speech was like he thanked some anonymous like developer that he saw in the credits for um i can't remember what it was i think it was like uncharted 4 or something like that that year uh no it wasn't Uncharted. i can't remember what it was um oh it was shadow of the tomb raider and he, like he thanked like a, a random name out of there i can't remember the name of the, the developer and um he was like we're, we're here like i'm here because of you and like we're here to like we should be celebrating you and this is what this night's for and it's like it felt like it just really went in the face of that where it's like we didn't really celebrate them at all like like very or very no, little where it's like absolutely not we didn't, like and we didn't even give time for the people in the speeches to thank these people you know i'm not saying they need to go down the whole entire credits but like you know thank people whatever it's like i don't know i just i just it felt off it did like i understand it's a business you got to do ads you got to do commercials people got to get paid you got to pay for shit uh also people are more you know if we didn't have the big announcements people want to watch we we have the dice awards we have we have um, the BAFTAs. Those awards exist, and they solely stick to the awards. And we don't watch them. We we don't talk. We barely talk about them after that happened. Um, so and the Joystick Awards is another one. So because they don't have those things, uh, so we we know we can't sit there. Oh, we'll just do a war show. Like we know people do it, and we don't we don't pay attention to it. Like so we know you got to have the yin with yang. But I just man, I just I feel like there's a better way, and I really feel like that third hour dragged. Um, you know, like we didn't talk about, but like Halo, the Halo TV it series was drag. in there. There's some, there was a, some interesting stuff that happened at the end, but like I really felt like that, yeah, like that third hour. And then we got to that one more thing, and it's like the Matrix thing. And I understand, like when they when they sign these deals, like usually like a deal in place is like it's gonna be like like they get down the nitty gritty where it's gonna be in the show. Like is it gonna be at the beginning? Is it gonna be like what's we want to be the one more thing type of thing? And maybe that was the case. Maybe that's why Fast and Furious Crossroads was the one more thing because. They paid the most money, or they made it. That was a part of the deal. That's probably the deal with this one, because I'm sure Epic and uh, gave them a huge check to do it. Uh, but I don't know. I just overall, it's still like I think it was. It's still I. I had a good time with it. Like, but I really felt like there was a huge chunks of it, um, or more so than ever. I was just staring at my phone, uh, looking at Twitter, than I was watching the TV, because it was just like I either didn't care about the announcement, or there was a lot of ads. Or, you know, there was just nothing happening. And like, and like most of the awards, they would like give out these awards in rapid fire, and they wouldn't even name off the nominees. It's like 
name off the nominees. Fuck, like, do like a go to a video package at least and show off like, here are the nominees for best art direction, like Death Loop, and show, I mean, a ten second clip of why this is a nomination for best art direction. You know, and then uh, and for each of the for each of the five games nominated, put a sixty second package together of like showing me these games and showing you like like why these games are and like it also would be a good selling piece for people should buy these games. I don't know. I just it, it could have been done better. It, it like I just like like I, said, I understand the bad has come the bad has, comes with the good for the show to happen and I I'd rather have it than not have it. Uh, but yeah, I just feel like this was one of the more disappointing ones in in, uh, in years. What about you, Gibbles? This was worse than last year. And oh, I yeah. say this in regards to a couple of different things. One, the most obvious thing is, yes, the lack of respect in regards to game developers and also in terms of, like, the people that went through and won the awards in general. Like, we just got through talking about with Joseph in terms of It Takes Two and his whole crew and stuff. Barely even have enough time. You also gave a good example in regards to the to the guy accepting the award and stuff for Deathloop. I had forgotten his I had forgotten his name in that yeah. regards, but that's the thing. That's the thing. You give him thirty seconds. When you get a chance people, to learn his name, you didn't even have, I didn't even get a chance to learn his name for God's sakes. It's thirty seconds. He was there. He was out, and it's like, okay, he was just some random it, to anybody watching this that has no experience in regards to knowing and the ins and outs of the gaming industry or knows that's like they're not gonna give a shit who this guy is and stuff all they know is like he helped create the game that they played you know and stuff that was good and blah 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 so this is a guy that helped create a death loop but yet they don't know the name they don't know the people that go and sacrifice a lot in terms of making this experience the way they can go forth and enjoy it Another reason why I felt like this was not only worse than last year, but probably one of the worst in regards to the Game Awards in general, is this felt entirely lacking of identity. Now, the identity from the offset was supposed to aim for celebrating game developers, celebrating the people that create games for gamers. You know, Mm. this is like a general awards show, Jeff Keighley, Case in point, he wanted to create a reward show that was aimed towards gamers. He wanted to get away from the shit show that was from Spike TV and all that other shit that happened in that regards. And it feels like through the process of him reintroducing and having his own game reward stuff all the way up until now, it feels like a de-evolution back to those days. Why? Because what made those shows horrible to begin with and what gamers were cringing about is because of all the implementation of companies paying through with their advertising times, just having their slots in regards to, oh, let's advertise for this company or that company or this game or that game, which we understand is a is going to be a common evil that's going to have to be endured in regards to some of these shows. Yeah. But yet, when you have a whole bunch of corporate ads in regards to different movies different types of company stuff that just put you know put trailers on here and just don't really go into detail and that's another that's another case in point too it's like out of the three major developers you know the three major companies nintendo sony and microsoft it's like they had maybe small little tidbits and stuff but none of them really was inside of that initial show yeah just but that's, showcasing that's not, like okay this is that's not jacques fault that's just they didn't have anything there well, yeah, I understand. That's like a subsidiary type of things. But what I'm 
trying to get to when regards to whole Jeff Keighley stuff, it's like, it feels like from what his initial vision was for this whole thing is supposed to be recognizing these people that have created video games in that regards. I mean, him a number of years ago celebrating Hideo Kojima, there is a whole his rigmarole in regards to the whole Konami bullshit. And then here it is this year where it's like there are elements and stuff where he was going through and celebrating some bits of that stuff, but it felt very disjointed when you have multiple ads, say, of, like, Raid Shadow Legends by Jeff Goldblum, or it's, like, you had the whole Matrix stuff, you know, with Keanu Reeves and, like, his co-star in that regards towards the end of the thing, which just entirely felt like a wet fart, in my honest opinion, <laughs> of, like, a, of an already boring-ass last hour to begin with. And that's the thing. You made a good point of reference in this show to begin with when it started. The first initial hour, yeah, there was some fairly exciting stuff. We saw some new, we saw a new trailer for Hellblade 2. We saw, in regards to that, and like a couple other announcements in that span, that 40 minutes. Hell, the best part of that whole Game Awards thing for me was during the pre-show because there was two things I saw that was fairly exciting. One of them was a game, an indie game, mind you, that... Hardly had any type of showtime and stuff with Have a Nice Death, which that one looked fairly cool for like an indie game and it had some interesting gameplay concepts. You play as the Grim Reaper, do this and do that. I would have been, I would have loved to seen that in the main show because that's something unique, that's something different, and that's something that that indie team would have had a lot of boost, you know, towards that, you know, a lot of eyes during that main show instead of like waiting like like a dead like freaking half an hour before the damn show began and stuff where not a lot of people are going to be watching it besides maybe the most hardcore and of course the second thing i liked during that whole like pre-show was the the whole the whole remaster no not remaster but whole porting of persona 4 arena ultimax a game that released the tail end of the 360 ps3 generation to like switch ps4 and xbox one in that regards but that's also a case in point where it's like hey this is something that's aimed towards hardcore gamers as well. The <laughs> That subsidiary, that type of niche and stuff. That could have been a fun announcement to have in the main show in regards to that. Unlike like having another freaking, God, crazy-ass, like uh, that whole Game Pass sort of shit that went on with that freaking rap and that whole thing that went cringe. Oh, I, I, so love, I love that with Gata. Oh, fuck yeah. A little dicky, oh, with I, and stuff I, like that. I had a blast. That was awesome. Little dicky, Gata. And then stuff they had like, that, like you know? Pete Hines show up with this com- with this commercial giving out codes. So, right that that type, you know, with the Pete Hines giving out the codes that were yeah. so super fucking quick Let and stuff like that. I thought that was Let pretty. Know fun. You're hiring, yeah, yeah, yeah. That stuff is fine, you know, in that regards. And I, and it's like the whole concept of like you know the whole developers, the whole like. Uh, people recognizing the game industry and stuff. I mean, that sort of felt like it was held back to the most extent this year felt like than like in years past and more so focused upon more corporate stuff, more this and that, more movie advertisements, more loosely tied to games type of stuff. Like, you know, the sequel to the Sonic movie. I mean, I understand Sonic the Hedgehog, you know, you're going to show a trailer. That's a big, I mean, that's going to have a whole bunch of my stuff. stuff. I'm fine with like the announcements of like, like with Halo, Sonic, even Matrix, because those are video game related. I have no problem with those being there. Like, if they did a random ad for fucking, I don't know, the, even like the next Marvel movie, I'm like, this doesn't need to be right. there. But like the fact, like I'm fine with the movie stuff being there because it is video game related at least. That's that is that that has been shown there. Right, but another portion of the thing that I thought that was kind of that I thought really was a letdown and stuff is 
there were a bunch of trailers that were showcased in the Game Awards, a lot of which were just cinematic trailers only, especially with Elden Ring as well in regards to the whole story aspect of it. This is a game that's supposed to be releasing in a couple months from now, and it would have been nice to see some gameplay. Yeah, but there there was a whole like game awards. There was stuff. a whole beta test for that. Like, I don't know that it was weird that it was there, but it's like yeah, we've seen a ton of that game in the last three months. Yeah, it's it's definitely a weird that they did a CGI trailer when it's coming out in, a, in like two months. But yeah, like I don't know that almost didn't even need to but, be there more than anything. But but that was probably one of the most opportune times to show something fairly interesting, other than a cinematic like like 3D trailer when you have that many people looking at that game that they're already excited being one of the most anticipated games yeah. of that year. Like you said, though, they're but, already uh, excited for it. So I'm like, like you can yes, only get so erect. Yes, yes. <laughs> For a lot of those things, yes, I guess. But uh, yeah, there was a lot, like I said before, a lot of trailers. There were just cinematic stuff only, hardly anything in terms of gameplay-wise that... The exception of maybe like a couple of games that I saw, like Suicide Squad had some good gameplay showage and stuff like that. But on top of that, the, like, the pacing of it, I thought the whole pacing of the entire show was very lopsided, fairly kind of weird. But, uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of my train of thoughts right now because there were so many mixed emotions that I had during that stuff. Oh, honestly, what the fuck was it with like Sting in the first beginning part of that he's, show? He's did, uh, he does the song from Arcane, which is based off of the uh, okay. League of Legends, so it's game related. But okay, so that I understand more so now yeah. and stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know what? The music performances were fairly solid, honestly, yeah. in the most part, except for that one Korean one that just felt yeah, very the Doki V. That just like that. I mean, I get why it was there. It was like, but it was weird. I didn't. We didn't need it. But I don't know. Like I, Dude, I, well, I've, I've I actually really like the Imagine Dragons <laughs> one this year. Like, mo- yeah, because the they actually had super giant games, yeah. which um, I love their music. Darren Korb, who yeah, uh, they did. They sung "Build a Wall" from fucking Bastion, which is one of my all-time favorite songs from uh, any video game in history. Like, it's one of the few like video game songs I own. Like, I bought on iTunes back in the day. Like, I would listen to that song all. The, oh, it's so great. So that was really cool. That's the thing. I thought. I thought a lot of the music performances were fairly yeah, good I, I would, in that regard because they tied the game in of, mostly to like the game. Yeah, and like in the game of the year uh, orchestra they do it at the end of every every uh, at the end is awesome every year. I wish they did more shit like that because that was awesome. But I mean, I understand why they can't. But like, I don't know. Like, oh, I, I, yeah. Like my biggest issue, like, like I said, I'm fine. The ads are there. Like, I look on the like, commercials. Like, I watch football. There's a bunch of commercials. Like, you know, I love watching football. I'd rather have football than not have football and i understand i gotta watch a bunch of ads right. while watching football that's fine um same thing with this like i'd rather like i said i'd much rather have I'd, i'll sit there and sit through 45 minutes of ads for this show for all the other stuff i'm totally fine with it i just find a better balance i'm not saying like i understand you get paid like i'm fine like i said i'm fine with the matrix being there i just didn't need it i didn't like didn't need to be at the end i'm fine with the halo tv series actually that was kind of cool being there um, and it's like, I'm not even look, talking about like my personal opinions on the games that are shown there. Cause there's a lot of cool games that are shown there that I'm definitely excited to play. And I can't wait to play when they come down the line. Um, it's just like, but like you were talking about the Spike TV show, like my biggest issue with the Spike TV show back in the day was like, they'd have like Karma Electra there and fucking Ice tea. It's like, these people don't play video games. They don't know what video games are. They're just there yeah. to get a payday, um, and get a free trip to fucking Las Vegas. Um, and then they show up and they go on stage 
to to do present award that they don't know anything about. Well, yeah, I see the example, especially with Carmen Electra. Yeah. I know Ice T definitely has played his. <clears> yeah, but I mean, like they're like they're, they're not too. you know, but you know what I mean. They're like they just they, yes, it's it's, yes, it's a yes. it's a TV show more than it's a game awards show. It's like so, I, but you know, so it's like right. you get these D list celebrities, and then they go the D list celebrities go up on stage and they make jokes and they make fun of gamers for you know the 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 same twenty jokes you hear from gamers. That was my complaint. Years ago, when they were doing it, like when we first started doing the show, uh, eight and a half years ago, like I complained about them all the time. It's like, and even the first Jeff Keighley one he did before he did like a stage and everything like that, they did like it looked like it had a fucking hallway. I think 2013 when they announced Cranky Kong was coming to Donkey Kong uh, Tropical Freeze. Uh, but like, they would have like these celebrities come on, and I understand like that didn't play video games, and they come on and make jokes about, you know, and they like mock the audience. It's like, yeah, that's what we want. We, we're here to be made f- fun of for three hours for liking video games. Uh, that's over. It's gone now. I'm so I, I love this iteration since 2014 of this. Um, right, it's, right. And this iteration, I feel like, has contributed a lot positively yeah. in terms of the whole gaming industry in general. Yeah, and like I, I mean, that's we do, we're doing true. a lot of bitching. I understand, but it's like overall, the show was. I still had a good time. Uh, just that last hour dragged. Um, I think it was just it probably been better off if like they move some shit around more than anything. It was like, I, th- I feel like it was so, that's yeah, the thing. so front loaded was the issue. That's the thing, Tyler. It's like they announced, they had some interesting announcements. There were some good games being shown, yeah. but what made this whole experience terrible in my honest opinion was the pacing and the organization of how things could have been arranged in that yeah. regards. Cause if they hadn't made everything so top heavy and just spread everything else throughout, it wouldn't felt like a huge slog. If not most of the thing felt like it was so fucking boring that I was on my phone, like either on Twitter or not on Twitter, but on Instagram or whatever, just checking out some stuff because a lot of the content, you know, it's it honestly, a lot of the game, there was some plenty of game announcements that just did not ring resident yeah. with me. And I was just on the idle yeah. for a lot of that stuff until the yeah. end. Like I always watched them. You know, it wasn't even like, a, you know, like, but like, like yeah, the two big things was like moves should have save some of the big announcements in the middle and the end, and then more more focus on the awards was like I'm not saying it needs to be a straight award show, but like you know at least you know maybe do like ten different awards to actually get to go on the stage and actually cut to a video package of the awards. And when you do rapid fire giving out awards, you know, uh, say say the nominees out loud. Don't just say and the winner is and then boom and move on. But uh, speaking of moving on, Gables, we need to move on because we are long in this podcast. So uh, Gables and I uh, have both been playing a game. He's he's busy real fast. We're gonna give him a second. I'm gonna keep talking and talking and talking. Uh, he looks very serious right now. He's looking very serious. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We, we'll move on here uh, in a second. But yeah, I don't know. I think we'll come right back. But like, I still love the show. I know we just spent 20 minutes pitching about it, but like, it, there, there's they're not like this isn't on like this isn't like the show is like a mess or needs to be totally like scrapped and redone and come back next year and like totally fix it like the bones are really good and really solid um and i just feel like I, and we've seen several years in a row of like i think really good shows and i feel like every year is getting better and i just feel like this year was like i feel like like i said every year it just kept getting better and better the announcements got bigger and bigger uh and i just like the, the flow of the show got better and better every year and this was like the year where I felt like we kind of plateaued a little bit. So it's not over. It's not broken. Just some tweaks. Maybe, you know, go back to the drawing board a little bit on some of these. But I feel like uh, I, I think 
um, next year. He, you know, Jeff Keeley does a really good job of like he loves to go and like listen to podcasts and listen to people's critiques of the show. Uh, and I can't wait to hear what he says. Uh, or you know, wh- you know what he takes out of this. I feel like, you know, I feel like he does a good job of like he'll even talk about it. like he goes and listens to people's feedback and things. I can't wait until um, next year. And then like I'm definitely I'm still excited for next year. So, but moving on, Gables, we both played Halo Infinite. Um, I think you're a lot further ahead of me. I've only I've beaten, uh, I've done a decent amount of side stuff of like go around getting like the skill right. points. Um, but I, I did the uh, did the opening part when you get before you get in the world i did the tower and i just did the drill part so i then like the first like three missions um but uh, yeah i mean I, I probably put like four or five hours into it i mean how much time do you all think right. you put into it into the campaign all right so i know for a fact that uh, i'm on mission seven i'm going to be starting mission seven fairly soon i've been going through and exploring a bunch of things so i feel like i am around that point where i'm getting close to halfway through that game i believe i've spent a good solid maybe six to eight hours in this game in general i decided to play through a normal mode because i wanted to test you know because i want to at least have some form of a challenge but like it's yeah it's still kind of fairly easy in regards to having a normal from what i've experienced i mean with vehicles especially when you're mowing down a bunch of like uh like banish and stuff like that you're doing that shit but uh yeah i've played quite a bit of it i'm liking the the terrain like the traversal of the overworld itself because it's it feels so fun with uh, master chief when you're using her grapple hook yeah. and you're going through and rushing across the whole landscape it's like it's so much different in regards to using like certain vehicles and stuff where i don't even want to use the vehicles hardly yeah at i all. never do i, I almost never go do forth. yeah yeah because it's so quick and easy to go up mountains and everything go to your checkpoints quicker if you have the option to go and slink through with your grapple hook because that's the first thing i did when i wanted to max out like a specific point so i've already maxed out that grapple oh, okay. hook, I, that grapple shot that i maxed got. out my shield first but i'm next I'm, I'm almost done with the grapple shot so yeah that's the thing i'm i went completely with the grapple hook like uh first and then the shield's gonna be the next that's gonna be coming down the line but uh i already have all of like the main the main module type of stuff for Master Chief set in the place. So I think it's like four or five in general. Yeah, I think there's four. So all of those. I don't remember. Yeah, I think, I think there's there five. Four. There's five. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I, just got I do all... believe I have. Yeah, I've gotten. I just gotten the last one. I think it was like. To... There's the. I want to say last yeah, night. Yeah, because there's the grapple shot. There's the shield. There's the one that like you can shoot and it'll tell you where enemies are. There's the. There's right. the little force field thing you put up, and then there's like the thruster one where like, like you can. Yeah, that's the last one I yeah. got. It's the one that uh, does a bunch of the evading yeah. stuff. But yes, I purposely spent my time, taking my time because I wanted to explore the terrain of the environment and go to mm. liberate some bases, free a couple of like uh, squads that uh, need some help and stuff like that. Plus, do a lot of collecting. I have to admit, it feels entirely nice not to have an open world that's not so clustered with everything that fucking. Oh collect. my god, that was my big concern was like <laughs> how Ubisoft is this game going to be, and then the answer is not at all. This is, I that's yeah, good. Like it's yeah, fitting. I mean it's an open world game. Don't get me wrong, but it's like it doesn't feel like it's like it's fairly straightforward. Yeah, yeah. Like, definitely being like kind of an open world fatigue, especially you know like playing like most you know like going from Valhalla earlier this year to Far Cry Six recently, I'm like. 
putting like 10 hours in those and just like a meal like no nah, i'm good on these um yeah like I'm, I'm with you like the open world feels great like i love just like you you know you take over an fob and it shows you everything in that area and like there's not there's enough there's a good amount of stuff there but it's not too much stuff there and it's like oh okay i can no. knock all this shit out really, like and, and like really fast and it's like i'm gonna have fun like it doesn't it's not overly crazy to take that shit over there's the keeps that are kind of that take some time to take over um but like right. the fobs like it's it literally like a stand there's like a dozen enemies um like i don't know like have you done the ones where you have to like fight like a, a tougher enemy yes exactly yeah, those yes are i've done blast. plenty of those now yeah because those are a blast because I think I've gone through about three I of them. And then at the end, you get like a specific award, yeah. a reward in regards to a specific modified weapon yep. from the Banished itself. And you can unlock it at any point in time. I think it's interesting to where you find the cluster, you find that specific spot or something, and then uh, you can go and attack these various leaders of these core groups. And it's kind of funny how they, they say, oh, this... This dude said something like crazy ass shit and stuff like this. And yeah. Once like they've gone through this entire army or something like that by themselves and do this and that, and all of a sudden it just takes like a couple of uh, swift like sword shots or something to take out yeah. some of them, I and mean, it's funny. One of them oh, was like, but, one of them but, was really awesome. Sorry, cut off there, but like, where it's like, oh, it's like the, like uh, the weapon who's like your Cortana replacement in this one. Uh, she's like, oh, this one. Uh, there's some crazy stories about this guy. Yeah, and like, like you can read about it in your in your uh, in your log whatever and you get there and it's a fucking grunt <laughs> like it's like the main and i took him out with like a normal shot it's like it's like oh my god and like yeah can we just talk about the grunts for a minute yeah, i want to talk about the grunts they're the fucking best they're the best enemies in gaming history yeah i they they have made me laugh no less than a dozen times and just what i played so far their banter is actually pretty yeah. funny it's like strategic uh, strategic running away <laughs> like fucking one of them i grapple <laughs> i i grapple shotted and i was going i i i hooked to him and i was just coming for him and i was going to melee kill him and he started going no 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 <laughs> and I fucking fucking just <laughs> meleeed him and died <laughs> oh my god it, they're fucking and like when when they do kill you one, i got killed by a grunt i'm not happy to say it but i, I got killed by a grunt Really, I got killed by a bunch of enemies, and the grunt just got the last shot. And he's like, he he killed me. He's like, aha, the gr- the grunts rule again. And like, it's, it's fucking hilarious. I I, I love I love him. The fact that how like they've always spoke like some broken broken English, and now they just straight up speak English. Yep. And it's the best decision they've ever made. Or like all the enemies do, but like the grunts are just the fucking best. Like. All, their banter, just like let's assume talk is fucking awesome. Like one of them, they thought I like. I had like um, I was like grapple shotting around and like they lost track of me and there's like three grunts and they were like uh, oh you ran away we scared them off and they started like celebrating that they thought they scared me off and then I turned around and I fucking started shooting them like oh he's back and I fucking killed all I just love it. I love it. anytime I fight the grunts it's just the best one because they're easy kills but two they're fucking hilarious I don't know I mean I don't know what you use but I love them. Oh. Oh my gosh! Yes, I've I've come across quite a few encounters in regards to the banished, to where I've noticed all these various banter from the grunts, from the freaking brutes, from the elites and stuff, to where it's so it, even like the bit of the the snipers and stuff. Oh my gosh! Whether the shields, it's like I think one of them was like, it's like my shield's down. It's like like lost imminent. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> some shit oh, like oh that. yeah, like when you kill the ones with the shields, and like my shield's down. I can't fight, and they start trying to run away. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> no, <man. laughs> the enemy types too you know they're 
Actually, the AI is pretty precise with some of the stuff because even with the snipers, I've come across a couple of kills to where I have tried to evade stuff, right? And all of a sudden, I get hit twice with this fucking sniper shot, like across the friggin' way, and I get yeah. killed. Like, oh my god, dude. It's like, I know my shields are not that strong and not completely maxed, but holy That's shit. That's why I max them out. Even when they max them out, like four shots, you're dead. So if you get in an area where there's a bunch yeah. of snipers, you can get fucked up real fast. Yeah, that's the, that's something I noticed. That's part of the reason why I decided when I fully upgraded the grapple hook, I was going to go forth on a terrain like a Just Cause shit, so I could just zoom across one thing or another. But uh, I think it's hilarious what you can actually grapple into and stuff, because I've done a clearing out of the base where I've grappled a freaking ghost and stuff, and I knocked yeah. someone out of the fucking vehicle the and stole that. And it, yeah. yeah. But uh, it's so funny when you're grappling, not just the grunts, but, like, all the other enemies and stuff. You just shock them or some shit, and all of a sudden you just go with, you just punch them in the face or go with a shotgun to the face or, like, uh, or even some regards. It's like you can actually, God, you could use on the tether onto some other spot, you know, just to get away. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, the more annoying ones I've come across were the uh, brutes that had... Uh, so there was like one that had this big old like formal like a headdress and stuff yeah, like that. Usually has those freaking bitch. main cannons and stuff. Mm-hmm. The big, the, also the bitch as well. The two berserkers, the ones that charge you, that try to go forth. Yes, yeah, those ones are a pain in the ass because here I am trying to escape and all of a sudden trying to dodge a sniper with two things rushing in the front of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah, oh. they, those they those ones. Will, yeah, it, like this one. Obviously, being open world, so you're you're jumping in, you're fighting more enemies randomly. But like, it's definitely. Lot more difficult than uh the other ones the other halo games for me for sure i'm dying a lot but it's not like a frustrating like all oh, this is bullshit hard but it's like definitely like it's definitely challenging uh at, at points you get over you can get overwhelmed um surprisingly for being the master chief but like it's not like a bad overwhelmed but like just learn how better attack situations and stuff like that but yeah I'm, I'm, this game is a fucking just fun as shit like let me ask you though have you found a skull yet? I have not found a skull. I heard there's there's eight of them, and I heard they're incredibly hard to find. Um, but Oh, I came across one by accident. Yeah. Because here's what happened. I was grappling hook towards the beginning portion of the game, and I go up this one vent, no, this one elevator thing, that this platform that lifts me up to the side frame, right? And I'm like, okay, I'm right in the middle of the room it's like if, have i glitched through this thing or something and i go in a far end and i find a fucking skull i'm like what the fuck yeah i i, <laughs> I didn't intend that at all yeah i i just heard this super fucking hard to find and like pretty random where they can be so that that's awesome you found one because i i have like i'll go down these like corridors where there's like well i have no like you know like after you know two two plus decades of playing video games like you know this random corridor over here there's almost always something over there and you go over there, it's like, oh, there's just nothing here. <laughs> like, like I've done that a lot in this game. Where I'm like, oh, that door opens over there, but I don't need it. it, it. But it was the most, it was the most, like, uh, it was one of the most least likeliest spots that you could have possibly imagined. Because you you go through this corridor, right? And there's these little, little briefs of, like, these little miniature platforms that are going up, you know, cycling up, upwards and stuff like that. And it only happened to me, like, uh, grappling one of the sidewalls and all of a sudden be propelled up against, into one of those vents where I actually found one. Yeah. So it's like the attention to detail you have to go and have in order to try to find some of those skulls, you know, that's, that's pretty difficult. That's almost like how, 
that's nearly how inside Halo 3, when you had like certain skulls and stuff that were fairly hidden, I loved collecting those back then. Yeah. Oh, those were fun. Especially the Grim Birthday Party one. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, yeah, this game is, is awesome. I, I'm loving it right now. Like, so I'm, I'm still early on, but I feel like I'm gonna be putting a lot of time in this one. So, yeah, I I've enjoyed a lot of my moments playing this game when I've had the chance. I mean, it's that type of open world game where it's like, okay, I could I could blaze through a couple of these missions or something like in a like 15 30 minute span. Yeah, and that's what I did some mornings this week where. Oh, okay, let's play a little bit of Halo Infinite. Go through that. Okay, I've freed up this base. I've collected this Spartan token, and I've gone through. Yeah, <laughs> got uh, some more skins for multiplayer, and now I'm going to go to this area and stuff. And yeah. while along the way, you have your uh, your Katana Two quintessentially telling you, "It's like, hey, it's like, uh, you know, I'm fairly curious about searching this point right here." It's like, oh no, I'm going this way. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I, I love the weapon. She's awesome in this game. She's like. Yeah, she is. Um, she's awesome. fucking hilarious. I love her. Like, oh, like she's just overly perky and happy, um, and just doesn't understand how the world works. Um, and I, I love her for it. And like, just she's made me laugh multiple times. Where she's like, "All right, yeah, we did it." She's like, "Well, you did it, but I was there." <laughs> like, she's she's, making, she's fucking. She's pretty funny. I, I love her. She's. I love how this one portion and stuff. It's like, uh, like shit goes down or something like that, and like. Uh... Man, you're inside this huge battle and stuff like that. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, I'm sorry to get get you out of there quicker and stuff. It's like, hey, you got us out both alive. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I just got to that part. That was the mission I just finished. But yeah, like I agree. Yeah, she's, oh man, I yeah, she's great. She's she's easily the best character in um, Halo to me already. Um, so I, I I can't wait to every, like every interaction I have with her is, is always the best. So I'm loving this game. I can't wait to get back to playing more. Yeah. Of it. Um, I'm going to try to get up before football starts tomorrow up at a decent time so I can finally have a chance to sit down and just play it for, um, you know, more than just like, you know, I've been trying to play it in like hour chunk, 45 minute chunks. So hopefully tomorrow I can sit down and just play it for a good two, three hours straight with no distractions. But yeah, that's all I've been playing. Right. Is anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, I played a bit of Deathloop. Oh, okay, cool. So... I did play a little bit more of Deathloop. I did a, did it. I did get like a couple of hours and stuff into that game. Yeah, it's really interesting in regards to the whole gameplay mechanic aspect of it. To where that whole element of like a, you going through a specific portion, then dying, then going through again, and in, in that regards, it's like I had some moments and stuff where I hadn't even gotten close to like. A, taking out any of those uh enemies and stuff you know the main like uh the eight and stuff in general mm. but uh what i have done is i've gone through some bits of uh the first couple of islands and stuff like for the, the story elements right to where i think i've passed like maybe the third or fourth portion to where where i needed to go and like secure a couple things as cult and stuff and do like a bunch of different forays and stuff and like get a couple of and like new weapons and then losing them when i initially got killed i got that whole rewind feature and stuff to where i i die twice in the third time and stuff it zooms me back and this and that i do like that aspect to where it's more structured chapter wise to where you can get your objective stuff complete and then all of a sudden you can go all the way back and stuff and it just gets you to this like this mission complete sort of thing and then it goes into the next 
portion of it. I like that structure of it. But uh, I did come across a random game crash when uh, I was in the yeah, heat of a firefight and stuff, and all of a sudden, and yeah, and all of a sudden it was like, uh, okay, well, PS5 does not like this seat right now, and all of a sudden just crashes. Like, well, well, shit, this is gonna be a bit before I play this game again. Yeah. But I'm liking what I'm playing so far. There is definitely some interesting weapons. There's definitely some interesting story elements going on between Colt and like uh, the main antagonist so far. And it's fairly interesting, and I do want to play some more of that. Yeah. But right now, because I started Halo Infinite and stuff, and I'm now knee deep in that, I want to play that. <laughs> yeah, that's my yeah, that's my my prime focus for probably the rest of the year. That's probably gonna be the game I I play before we get to our game uh, our game of the year list. So yeah, uh, yeah. But I think that will wrap it up for us cables. Other than that, um, so thank you guys so much for listening. If you like the show, please uh, like, follow, subscribe everywhere. We're on Twitter, iTunes. Uh, wherever pods are cast, we're on them, Facebook, YouTube, all those places. Please like, follow, share, subscribe. The more you do that, the more it helps us out. Leave comments, all that. Tell your friends. Um, the more you do that stuff, the more it helps us out. Um, but I was so sad with Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone, have a happy holidays. Merry Christmas in the jazz. But most importantly of all that, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. And hey, Gables. Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. See ya.